to Wellness Foodie Podcast by Shakuiku. My name is Yoko. Thank you for joining me. We talk about food that can nourish us, inspire us, and to share a conversation with people who are changing the world with their food and mindful life practices. If you are in health and wellness foodie scene in Melbourne, you probably know Serotonin Dealer Cafe run by Emily. Emily Hazel is a visionary and creative behind Serotonin Eatery, exercise and education space. She designed the space to offer a holistic approach to wellness. Not only Serotonin has an amazing plant-based menu, they also offer regular workshops, physical training sessions in the morning and other events to bring the community together. A little fun fact for you, now that we're talking about serotonin, as you may know, serotonin is a neurotransmitter that is a contributor to feelings of happiness and well-being. But did you know that 90% of the neural, this, this neural chemicals is produced in the gut lining, not in the brain? It is another reminder that what you eat and looking after your gut directly affect your mood, focus and creative capacity. I love Emily. She is a really generous, um, funny and creative and such a powerhouse in plant-based community and she's always willing to help. She is such a lovely soul. So I hope you will enjoy the interview with Emily Hazel from Serotonin Dealer. You're good, really good with just like getting out the mis- your missions yep. and ideas of you know serotonin and things like that but what was your journey before, you know, starting this serotonin? Yeah. Well, I think my journey is what made serotonin what it is and why it's so successful and, and why people resonate with it. Yeah, and so different from yeah. any other cafes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, some people just open a cafe maybe because they just love food mm. or maybe they love hospitality. But, yeah, I feel like mine had a bigger sort of story. Yeah. So... I- I knew I always wanted to open up a cafe, restaurant. When we were like 16, we started going to this super cute little Japanese restaurant called Samurai in Hawthorne. And it was just like fast and cheap and cheerful and in and out and everything was quick and nice service. And I love that. And I always thought from then on, I want to do like a Samurai number two. And I started doing a business plan for that. And that's when Melbourne brunch scene just started taking over. Mm. Breakfast hadn't really been big before. That's like 15, 20 years ago. So yeah. Um, I thought I'll do a Japanese breakfast place. Mm. So this is all happening while I was like 16 and I kept designing it for years, five, six, seven years after. Yeah. But when I was in year nine, this is how they kind of crossed over. I was going through mood funks. It's what I like to call them because for me, I was going through depression. Um, Later on, I had a bit of anxiety, but Mm. when I was really young, I was having suicidal thoughts. Mm. But I think mood funks is something everyone's going to experience. Things happen in life. You're going to go up and down. Mm. So for me, I was in school and there was no resources really. And like even the internet was just new, you know, there wasn't Mm. that much out there. There wasn't anyone I could turn to or 
I was seeing school counsellors. That was about the only thing at my reach, but mm. that didn't seem to be helping. Yeah. Were you talking to your friends about that? Or no. Were you a bit embarrassed? Or were you ashamed? Or how were you feeling about that? Yeah, it just wasn't an open conversation anyone mm. would have. Mm. No one would really say, how are you feeling or mm. anything. You know, people in Australia, they say, how are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one's good. Everyone's yeah. got something going yeah. on. Yeah. So, and that's something I do now instead of saying to friends, how are you going? I say, how are you feeling today? Mm. And it just kind of lets people open up a little bit more. Yeah. So there wasn't really a conversation at home or with friends, but mm. luckily I did have the school counsellors, but they were just sort of there to listen. They weren't really giving me much advice and mm. they didn't look at the bigger picture. Mm. And it continued well until I moved out of home when I was 18 and it just sort of went down and down as I was partying and drinking and staying mm. up late and eating terribly and when I was 21 I finally took myself to a doctor and it was a brand new doctor because mm. I'd moved out of home it was just a local doctor there and I chatted to her for five minutes and she said okay well we'll put you on antidepressants and I was like what yeah. it just had never even crossed my mind I didn't even realize that's really how I was feeling mm. and I went home that night started to research mm. and this one study just always stands out to me. It was these three ladies who were in London and they were, they'd been on antidepressants for 30 years and they were just stuck on them and they were talking about how they were numb and mm. how, you know, they never dealt with anything mm. and they wish they never took them. And mm. So I thought, all right, well, I'm just going to try to do it naturally first. So I started researching natural happiness yeah. and I just kept researching different ways to make myself naturally happy and mm. I was trying everything mm. and this word serotonin, it yeah. just kept coming up mm. in my research. Mm. So I started to look at how you increase your serotonin naturally. So spending time in nature, having sunlight, eating certain foods, and then this all sort of started to cross. And it was a friend of mine. I was still designing this Japanese cafe, and I was eating a high serotonin diet and yeah. feeling amazing. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you open up a serotonin yeah. cafe? Yeah. <laughs> so how old were you then? So he probably said that to me when I was about 23. Yeah, I was in my final year of uni. Mm. So because I knew I wanted to open up a cafe or a mm. restaurant, uh, my lovely dad made me do a costing of how much everything would cost. And we found out, you know, graphic designers and mm. uh, interior architects, how much all these things would cost, let mm. alone fit out and builders. So mm. I thought, all right, well, if they're going to cost this much, I'm going to go study it myself. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah. when I went back to uni yeah. and I did a double degree in communication design and interior architecture. There has been such a long, long journey, isn't <laughs> it? Long Just journey. to open a yeah. cafe. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. So many people sort of see what we're doing and they yeah. think, oh, it's just easy. Opens, I'm just going to do it yeah. too. I'll just open one too. But yeah. I think in Australia, 90% of small businesses close in the mm. first two years. Mm. Mm. So, and I can understand that. Yeah. It is a hard business, hard. especially hospitality. There's cafes and restaurants everywhere. And that's why it's yeah. so good to have that mission you yeah. know, behind, that, behind the scenes so that you can always stick with it. And you can differentiate from other places. Yeah. yeah. My mission has always been to change minds and mm. lives. Mm. My biggest like aha mm. moment when I was doing all this research was I found some statistics like 80% of Australians are obese. Mm. One in two of us will get cancer before we're 80. Mm. And these just like, I was like, how? We have to do something. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and why do you think that is? It's definitely the diet. The diet. Yeah. And it's this accidental diet we're living we've been marketed what to eat mm. you know mass production and massive companies have told us through the media what to eat mm. and it's no one's fault you know we all grew up on this standard australian diet but exactly everybody's sick 66 mm. percent of deaths in australia are diet related so therefore preventable and it's yeah. just yeah we can change it so i knew 
that I wanted to change lives. I need to save lives because mm. people are dying of suicide and we can change these things. Mm. And I knew that if I just slowly do this through a really, you know, gentle way, having a happiness center, yes. showing people this plant-based lifestyle, mm. I'm sure you know the blue zones. Yeah. And the number one thing in the blue zones that makes uh, longevity, they think is the community. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's why I wanted support. to. Yeah. I picked Burnley because uh, it's such a center area of Melbourne. I actually... Mm circled this area of Melbourne. Yeah. I circled Abbotsford, Hawthorne, Cremorne, all this mm. area, and I drove the streets yeah. till I found I the think, location. Yeah, so that's in the middle. So right the north middle side people can come and south side people can come as yeah. well. It's a great spot. It's a good <laughs> spot because it's so close to the park as well. Yep. Right? There's all these things on my list. It's next yeah. to the train station, the mm. tram stop. Mm. It's on the bike path to the city yeah. and that beautiful yeah. park across the road. How long did it take you to find this perfect location? Well, that's funny because mm. when I was in uni, I was in my, it was winter, so I had like half a year left mm. to go of my course. And this was when my friend said, why don't you do a serotonin cafe? And mm. I thought, well, I should change one of my design subjects to a business subject. Mm. So I picked up a business plan. And the last six months I did this business plan and in the business plan, that's when I circled the area of Melbourne thinking, where would it work mm. best? Mm. Who, how can I change more people's lives? Mm. And I found this location, but it was a working milk bar, yeah. but I just love the spot. Yeah. So it's just ticked all the boxes. So I did my project on this location mm. and didn't think anything of it. And then I finished uni and then I sort of did a bit of travel and mm. six months later I drove past and it was Felice. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to be. It means to be. This, yeah. is, this is my place. I'm going to get it. Yeah. It's yeah. such a good little spot. Um, so, you know, when you talk about diet, and mm-hmm. I found, you know, diets or eating food is so powerful because you're eating all the time, like three times a day. And it's not even, it's for health as well, but, you know, you're actually, you know, making a stance for, you know, what you believe in. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's. The, and and I do remember you started off with Vistarian Cafe, right? Yep. So you had eggs and things like that. Yeah. And you made a switch about a year ago. Yes. And, and now all the yeah. meals come 100% plant-based. Yeah. I wanted to give that option for everyone. Mm. And how did people find that? Did they complain about it? I was like, where are my eggs? Or <laughs> like, how did they react to the change? No, I think it's good. I've had a lot of emails from people over the years Mm. and a lot of my locals who weren't even vegetarian Mm. and I never I say they're naughty words I never use the v words (laughs) like swear words because it scares people oh just the stereotyping of vegans isn't it yeah 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 whereas everyone you walk down in the street you know Mm. so many of us are Mm. vegan now Mm. (laughs) but I get all these great emails from people and yeah they were like we were meat eaters and we came to your cafe and we discovered yeah, you can have yeah. pizzas and pancakes yeah. and waffles, everything. Yeah. Mm. You can have it vegan. And then mm. we went home and we did meat-free Monday, meat-free yeah. week. Yeah. And now everyone's gone veg and vegan. So yeah. it's such a good little entry point. Mm. Mm. And, you know, we just look like the cafe across the road, mm. but they have eggs and bacon and sausages and whatever yeah. on the menu. Yeah. So yeah. I just really wanted to not make it scary. Mm. Like my dad is a builder, grew up in Melbourne, a stereotypical kind of mm. Aussie guy. Mm. And the whole time we were building, I kept saying to him, do you feel comfortable in here? I never wanted to make it a really hippie place because mm. we're selling pretty mm. hippie food. <laughs> but I wanted to just, you know, make everyone welcome mm. and make the businessman and mm. the boyfriend and everyone feel comfortable mm. sitting in there mm. and open their eyes to, yeah, these vegan burgers that 
taste amazing. They love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too because um, it used to be like say five or even ten years ago, the vegan food was like hippie yeah. and tasteless yeah. and no colours. Yes. <laughs> right? We've changed that. <laughs> yeah, we changed that. And it, it is good because we're not like preaching about it and the people feel more comfortable, yes. you know, trying different foods and the society is changing too. You know, so being vegan is not like a freaky thing anymore. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's slowly changing. I think mm. it's still, it does have a bad name, but I think, yeah, once we have more open conversations like mm. this, people will be more receptive. And mm. once people realize we're not just eating spinach leaves, like never have I sat down and eaten a whole lettuce yeah. just for oh, dinner. No. <laughs> That's what people think veganism is. Mm. Um, what's your favorite dish at the moment you've just released a new menu yeah though, right? we just released our new menu oh that's so hard well <laughs> i love bali and when i go there i love that you can have like dinner things for breakfast mm. so gado gado yeah i yeah. love so we've done a kind of modern version of gado gado mm. and i have some thai chefs mm. so they've done a beautiful thai peanut sauce that goes oh, on yeah. top and it's like a tempeh bowl with eggplant yeah. and just like a big rainbow of color so yeah. we've had our nutrition bomb on mm. there since the start which mm. is complex fats, complex mm. carbs, good protein. Mm. And now I feel like this might be our new most popular one. I had it three days in a row last week. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a chef there? Well, how do you like, what, what's your role at the moment at Serotonin? So for the first sort of two and a half years, mm. I was opening and closing every day. Yeah. I was on the floor every day, yeah. but I actually got plantar fasciitis, which a lot of people mm. don't know. And I, one day I went to stand up out of bed and I couldn't mm. even stand. Mm. And it took me a month to find out what it was. So you're always on your feet? I was just on my feet. Yeah. And mm. yeah, we, we used to open at six and close at five. And my partner used to come and put the alarm on. And that's the only way that he'd get me out of there. They gave me yeah. 30 seconds to leave. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard when you're starting out. I remember because I was doing everything by myself. <laughs> I remember too. I didn't even have a staff there. And I didn't have a dishwasher. So, and I was homeschooling later then. <laughs> oh so we get there like eight o'clock, you know, drag her to oh. ride the bicycle. <laughs> and get there and then washing dishes till seven, eight. And then start getting ready for next day. <laughs> Get home at ten. Poor girl. No wonder she doesn't want to come to you. Come to stroke week anymore. But <laughs> no, given our yeah. good work. Show <laughs> yeah. yeah. mum's yeah. love. Well, you know, you have to kind of start that way, and yeah. you know what it's like to run the business, and then you can kind of start. Oh yeah. 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 So now I. I know, you know, I've been in the juice section, I've been mm. in the dish pit, I've been yeah. on the door, I've been on the chill. Yeah. I can help them any day they need me mm. to. Yeah. And I'm just always, I'm normally just in the shop, in the mm. office, and mm. now I'm more interacting with customers, but now yeah. we're launching so many events. Mm. I feel like that's what needed to happen, but I couldn't do that when I was on the floor every day. No. So we're doing all these amazing events, sort yeah. of. The next one is called a happy masterclass. Okay. So I call my customers it. happies. Yeah. Oh, this is my little, my happies here. It's my so definition it's like we made up. Happy. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. Say we're not hippies, we're happy. I love that. That's great. <laughs> and a lot of my friends, you know, all these things are coming out. Mm. For example, a year ago it was fashionable to take a photo of your coffee cup. Yeah. Now you post a photo of your coffee cup and everyone will yell at you and say, where's your keep cup? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. all these things are happening so quick and people can't even <laughs> keep up. Mm. So we're having a masterclass on how to be more conscious. Okay, great. So fast fashion, yeah. sustainability, yeah. you know, just being more ethical, just yeah. teaching people like little tips and tricks. Mm. And I've got mm. some amazing brands coming in oh cool yeah i want to get back to that this um sustainable sustainable business yeah because uh this keep cup thing is you know has been <laughs> really good actually it's yeah opening people's minds how are you is there anything that you do to kind of make people aware 
of single-use plastic is not not good. We have um, mugs, so we mm. have a shelf next to the where you order the coffee mm. and you can use one of our mugs. So instead of keep cups, because again, then you're still buying something new. Yeah. So we just have all the staff have brought in mm. old mugs. We've got mm. off shops, and, yeah. you know, keep the circle going. So we just yeah. buy mugs, you mm. bring it, bring it back. And mm. all of our regulars have donated some mugs. Yeah, We've also got the metal straws now yeah. instead of single-use plastic mm. straws. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, we, we are on Uber Eats and mm. everyone, I get it here sometimes when I'm working and, Everyone puts the cutlery and the napkins yeah. and everything yeah. in the bag. So just little things like that. We've changed mm. all of the wording. Mm. If you would like cutlery, please write it. Yeah, make a noise. Please use yeah. your cutlery from yeah. home. Or... Yeah, because you're usually just taking it to the shop. I mean, yeah. taking it to home. So Travelling is the only time that I find mm. it really mm. hard not to use single use. So now mm. I have um, Emily who's speaking at our Happy Masterclass. She runs Cappy. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, I, I love it. So yeah. We use her metal straws mm. and now I have her water bottle, which is great, great. her big one litre water bottle. Mm. And I have a little bamboo set of cutlery. Yeah. So I take my yeah. straws, my cutlery, mm. and now when you're at the airport and I have a little takeaway box. Yeah. So you should really, even if you're ordering sushi or something, they'll mm. put it in your own in box. Your yeah. Yeah, and you just never need to use it. It's got little chopsticks in there yeah. too. <laughs> I think it's just more the mindset thing, isn't it? It's a habit. Yeah. And I think in Europe, I've just heard that they are just banning all yes, the single-use plastic. And like if they actually, if the government actually does that, we have no choice yeah. but doing something about it. So And it's not that hard, I know. No, you just have to be that really. tiny bit more organised. Organised. In my like backpack every day now, I just mm. have a reusable bag yeah. and I have my cutlery and I have mm. my water bottle and mm. the amount of water bottles, yeah, you pick up. You get petrol and someone grabs a water bottle mm. and you're at the supermarket, you get a water bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It's just single use and rubbish and yeah, it's not breaking down. Yeah, you just don't even think about it, do you? Yeah. yeah. Well, how about um, supermarkets? Are you still allowed to use a plastic bag or have no. they changed now? Well, they've, they've brought in those bags, the 15-cent bags. Oh, right, and you have to buy for you it, have to but buy. it's still plastic. And that's still though, plastic. It? It's probably worse yeah. than the plastic they were using. Mm. So mm. Cappy has great, these like lace bags that you yeah. use. She comes with like a whole shopping yeah. set. I love they're it. They're really cute. Yeah, they're really cute. cute right? I just use them like I go anywhere and I use it. I go yeah. get lunch and put it in there. Yeah. Now even like when you go and buy clothes and stuff like that, I'll usually just take yeah. much, you know, in my bag and just put them Every there. little thing. It's just mm, making us more counts. conscious. Yeah, today I went to like the chemist and I went to mm. the $2 shop, all these places and mm. they just normally give you bag, 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 but mm. you just got to say no, 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 yeah. no. And even don't print the receipt. You know, they go to print the receipt. I don't need it. So they cancel. Mm. Little things like that. We're just using, mm. using all the time mm, mm. it's all and i think teaching kids as well not even just telling them but you know when yeah. you take kids to the shop and things like that you just do it you make an example and say and no if, if we can teach the kids the kids mm. will teach the parents yeah if the kids are a supermarket and they say mom we don't need the shopping bag yeah. no that's yeah. when you're going to get a huge voice. before i opened serotonin we i was working on my own happiness and I spent about three years working with a psychologist and a food scientist mm. and a dietitian, and we wrote the serotonin formula. Yeah. So that's just like my 12 steps to natural happiness. Correct. So these things, I do them every single day now. And, you know, you think back and if the doctor had have asked me, how long are you sleeping? Oh, four mm. hours a night. And then what are you eating? Do you eat fruit and vegetables? No. What are they? You know, I was yeah. living on such bad food and takeaway mm. food. And mm. how often do you drink? You know, we'll binge drinking at 18, you know, six, seven, eight, nine drinks. And people don't think anything's mm. wrong with it. Mm. So now one of the biggest ones that I love to teach people is to avoid the stimulant cycle. In Australia, we 
wake up and we have coffee. Mm. And then and the, the empty spike, stomach, too. An empty stomach yeah. we shoot up and then that drops down and yeah. then we need sugar. Mm. So then we have sugar, we shoot up and we drop down and then mm. in the evening people have alcohol or whatever. Mm. And by the time you go to sleep, your body is so exhausted mm. that you wake up and you need coffee again. Yeah. So once you break that cycle mm. and it's like, you know, swap it for a smoothie in the morning mm. is so good and then yeah. make energy balls or mm. something beautiful in the mm. afternoon, raw cakes, mm. and then you have a kombucha or you know, you just yeah. don't need that alcohol at night time. Mm. Once you break that cycle mm. and you see how much it changes your mind and your body, you mm. won't go back. Yeah, I think the morning routine is really big. Yeah. Because when you set the day like that, then it just, you know, breaks all. Yeah, yeah people laugh. I have my screen. little whiteboard downstairs and it has my morning routine on there. Yeah. So, What's your routine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my alarm gets me up at 5.30. Yeah. And then I just do kind of my dental hygiene. So I do like tongue scraping and yeah, brushing and flossing. Yeah. And then I sit down and do my meditation. Mm. So I worked with Laura Poole and do the Vedic meditation. Yeah, she's great. So good. That's been the best practice. So I just do 20 minutes in the morning and 20 Mm. minutes in the afternoon. Mm. Um, And then I go off to yoga or gym in the morning. And then by the time I've done all those things Mm. and I have my – I have a Chinese doctor that I love. I go see her weekly if I can. (laughs) So I take all of my herbs in the morning. Mm. And when I I open serotonin, I used to take – medicine for anything you know mm. painkillers anything and i just stopped taking everything when i discovered like conventional food, plant-based milk. Yeah. diet yeah. yeah and i think it really scared me to even take vitamins mm. i didn't take vitamins for years mm. but after opening serotonin and realizing you know i'm not living a normal life i'm busy busy mm. busy on mm. the go all the time mm. 100 things to do yeah so just taking like a b vitamin mm. taking an iron yeah. taking a, you know a multivitamin things like mm. this magnesium so mm. important and mm. we've just had winter in melbourne and vitamin D. D. Yeah, makes He's, you feel so happy. Oh, my God. little Australian in this world is like so different. Yeah. And that's what I feel. I take a B complex, yeah. and especially being vegan. Vitamin B12. Yeah. I just notice it so much. It just mm. gives me so much more energy and so yeah. much more clarity. Mm. So I take those in the morning. Mm. I'm pretty religious about that. And maybe if my Chinese doctor is giving me a nice tea to have. <laughs> nice tea. Or, yeah. <laughs> Not so nice tea. And then I'm a bit of a tea freak. So I always yeah. have like a herbal tea in the morning yeah. as well. Mm. And then that's all done by like 7.30. Yeah. And I've already worked out and I've already eaten mm. well. And oh, mm. then I'll have a smoothie. That's my biggest sort of morning yeah. routine thing. Yeah. So like a morning routine is really important to yeah. you. What if you miss that? Like say if you've got a really hard, like, you know, busy, busy morning or something, how do you feel like if you don't do certain things that you like to do? If I don't get up at that time and make those mm. commitments, mm. it throws off like the rest of your day because when I do that I get back into bed at 7.38 that is my favorite thing in the world (laughs) I even said to my bed this morning I was like I love you (laughs) stay with you forever oh my gosh I love my bed and if I'm doing that in the morning Mm. yeah I'm tired and I get into my circadian rhythm and I really have a beautiful night's Mm. sleep whereas Mm. if I don't do that Mm. get up eight nine o'clock then you wake still at nine and Mm. it just sets off such a bad routine Mm. so Mm. i've started the free pt at serotonin recently and i've been getting messages i've been wanting to do it for years so every wednesday thursday 7 a.m till christmas we're just doing free pt for everyone i'm so coming (laughs) but i get messages from everyone now saying like my day i've just gotten so much more done in my Mm. day like my brain's Mm. functioning better i'm on Mm. i'm switched on i feel better instead of just Rely on Let the coffee. Yes, yeah, right? so the coffee. Yeah. yeah. A workout is like 10 espresso shots. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I use this great organic frozen spinach. Mm. It's in the big chunks. Yeah. And I've been putting that in my smoothies. So that's mm. like I really struggle more so 
than summer to get my greens in in winter. In winter, yeah. Yeah, so I do – what are your two beautiful ones? I use the Modern Woman. Yeah, Modern Day Modern and day the, the Love. Passion. The Passion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready and you're ringing your boyfriend. <laughs> like, I love the Passion. I love the cacao. Yeah. I put yeah. like a, two cups of cacao <laughs> in every smoothie anyway. <laughs> That's my coffee in the morning. Yeah. Cacao and bananas, berries, mm. and mm. then beautiful like protein powder, super yeah. greens. I just put yeah. everything in a smoothie. Yeah. And then I drink it over the morning. Yeah. And then you at least you know that you get this like good mm. vegetables in. And in you the absorb morning. more in the mornings. So mm. Probably this as well. On empty ago. stomach, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So what do you eat? So you've got that smoothie in the morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you do you eat three times a day? Do you like practice intermittent fasting or anything like that? Or not purposely intermittent fasting. If I'm not hungry, like normally I do all of this in the morning. So I've been up since five thirty, and I mm. normally eat my smoothie at about eight. Yeah. Sometimes it'll stretch out till ten if I have had to mm. go straight to work. Mm. So I eat from ten, and then I'll normally get three meals in in the day, but two will be big meals, yeah. and one will be yeah. my smoothie. Yeah. So I have I pretty much eat most meals at serotonin that's why i'm so lucky that well, that's, yeah that's why you opened it right yeah. so you can eat that i'm a terrible chef do you know this i'm a terrible I cook no idea, no. <laughs> i'm a terrible cook but you're a so. professional eater so I'm a, that's- yeah i'm a foodie that's for sure so this is what happens i come up with new menu ideas just because i get bored of what was yeah. at the shop yeah and <laughs> On Uber Eats, there's a sneaky little button that I press and then the chefs, I'm so lucky, I'm in the radius of Uber Eats still. It must be just. But I can get Uber Eats from my own house to here. So when I'm working here with my team, we get Uber Eats lunch delivered. But it's it's so good. And because we have little, um, you can build your sides. So it's pretty much limitless how many meals I can have. If I get sick of the burger that I've had 45 times this month, (laughs) then I just start using broccolini and almond Mm. feta and I just build my own little side Mm. dish. So yeah, I don't really cook that much. I just went down to mum's house recently and my Chinese doctor said, you have to start eating more spices. So I bought every spice she told me and mum taught me we did curries and Mm. cooked all roast veggies. And so we made our homemade masala. Beautiful. Where does that love for food come from? Like if you're not really a, like a cook. Yeah. Yeah. It's I love the hospitality. Okay. Like I love the serving dinner parties and, and serving yeah. people. And yeah. when I was designing serotonin, I looked at how different countries eat. Mm. So I've got the Japanese booth, which is leftover sort of from my Japanese concept. <laughs> then I've got a round Chinese table mm. and like, you know, the Greeks and the Italians kind of feast with the whole family. So I've got big tables in the mm. courtyard and in the mm. back room. Mm. And then us Aussies, we just kind of sit on the couch <laughs> with a bowl. That's like how we eat dinner now. <laughs> so I wanted to have these little booths yeah, where people yeah. could sit and just sit and cr- like I cross my legs. You know, I never really sit at a dining table to eat, and I normally, if I'm at home, just eating by myself. I live mm, by myself, so mm. sit on the couch and just. And you've chill. got those swings too, don't you? Oh yeah, the swings. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that was just me brainstorming what makes me happy. Yeah, <laughs> swings. Yeah. yeah. So, with the serotonin formula, raise your heart rate is a really big one for me. So just the exercise about this. movement. Exercise, yep. yeah. And I like to say raise your heart rate instead of exercise because some people think I don't exercise, but mm. walking your dog, mm. you know, that can be raising your heart rate. Dancing. Whatever you want it to be, dancing, something naughty, 23 <laughs> minutes a day. <laughs> 23 minutes. <laughs> Not maybe, we'll try out. 23 minutes a day is what alleviates anxiety or depression. Okay. Yeah, so these are beautiful studies we found beforehand. So that's kind of what we recommend for everyone. Um, And spending time outdoors. Mm. So these things are just so easy. You know, you go for a walk, you're spending time outdoors, you're raising your heart rate. Then being mindful and meditating. Yeah. So 
meditating is, I feel like every video you ever watch, every podcast that you listen to, these people are meditating and I just yeah. can't recommend it yeah. enough. The One Giant Mind, have mm. you done that? Oh, yeah. yeah, I love them too. So I started with the One Giant Mind app mm. and then that's how I found Laura Poole and mm. then did her. It's just like a four-day course, two hours a day. Yeah. So it's super simple, easy to digest and you can go home and you can practice that night. Yeah, and I think I'm going to do that one. I'm, gonna, um, I'm leaving Coburg at the moment, yep. but when I move to Northgate, it's a bit closer to her, so yep. I'll do that then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of people, so now her students are all becoming teachers as well, yeah. so now they're teaching people as well. Yeah, And it's the community building too, isn't it? Yeah. Because she has this amazing thing going oh, yeah. every Sundays. Yeah. yeah, they do dinners at their house, and we went and did a movement in the park. Yeah. And I know, really mm. great community. Um, sleep. Sleep. (laughs) Sleep eight hours a night. Yeah, that's where I fail, I think. (gasps) It's the number one. If I can knock out all the other 11 steps, it is the number one. I'm writing a book on the serotonin formula now, and we work through the process of what has to be chapter one, Mm. sleep. So someone said to me, the hours you get before midnight count as double. Yeah, yeah. So the earlier you get to bed, if you mm. struggle with not getting much sleep, get to bed early, yeah. get up at 3 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do do that. Like, I'm a, I'm such a nana. I'll be, you know, I'll be in bed by 10 o'clock, 10.30. Yeah, definitely. Right, though. I know. And then I get up at 5 or something. <gasps> so I got this aura ring. Have you heard of this? No. It measures your sleep, right? It's, it's like a fit band, I suppose. Right. Yeah, but you can, it, it tells you, what um, REM sleep you yes. had, deep sleep you had, all that stuff. Sometimes I even get, because you, you don't even know how much you're awake during the oh, night, yeah. right? And sometimes I have like seven awakings that I don't even know Two about. nights ago, did you have a crazy sleep? Uh, the full moon probably. just threw yeah. everyone out. <laughs> uh, I know. But yeah, that two or two, three nights ago, I only had like four hours sleep. <laughs> just crazy. But yeah. When we have um, daylight <clears throat> savings <clears throat> here in Melbourne, the... Monday after daylight savings, the hospital has the most car crashes oh, because everyone loses that one yeah, hour of sleep. Yeah, it, just it makes shows a you huge difference. Yeah, especially when you don't know. That it's actually yeah, yeah. iPhone now just changes over. <laughs> and I was in New South Wales when it happened, yeah. and we had to fly out of Queensland on the Monday, so yeah. we had to work out get up at three a.m. to change time. Oh, so it's four a.m. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah. Sleep is a big thing. Sleep is mm. pivotal. So what can we do to get more sleep or better sleep? Yeah, well, I think working out in the day, mm. you're just going to be tired and you're going to want to go to sleep. Yeah. If you're not working out, you're going to have this energy and also, you know, not eating dessert or if you love a sweet tooth, making something like a raw dessert that's sugar-free mm. or making a fruit salad mm. having, you know, that's kind of what families used to eat. They would have their big dessert and then they would mm. share like a fruit salad. Yeah. So if you have something like that that's not going to spike you just mm. before you go to bed, mm. screen time. Yeah. I'm very good now. I sleep with my phone in my kitchen. Yeah. Anyone who contacts me after about seven thirty, mm. I don't hear oh, from. Oh, that's them. great. That's my aim actually. Yeah. yeah. Not checking emails. Yeah. Facebook, all that stuff. I know one thing to the next to the next to yeah. the next. Yeah. And the blue glasses mm. coming so good now. So if you just don't have that screen time before, so yeah. I don't have a TV here, I think that really, really helps mm. me. Mm. You know, you can just sit up and watch nothing and nothing and nothing. Mm. Yeah. So I put my phone in, on charge in my kitchen mm. with my alarm for the next morning set at mm. 7.30 and mm. I pretty much jump into bed about 7.30. Yeah, that's my mission. I think I'm going to get an alarm so I don't have to take my yes. phone to the bed. Yep. Or putting it just in the hallway <laughs> and then have your alarm set out there so you have to get up. Yeah. Because everyone yeah, sets yeah. their alarm, they roll over snooze. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing, the one thing that I don't do is to set an alarm because mm-hmm. I always like to wake up naturally. Yep. I don't wake up with an alarm. Yeah. yeah, so having natural light is so important too. Mm. Leave your curtains open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, waking up naturally. With the lights. Yeah. Mm. At the moment, it's beautiful. So it was like a bright pink sunrise this yeah. morning at like six. Oh, especially here, you can see this beautiful yes. <laughs> All the hot air balloons are floating yeah. past. <laughs> There's no, obviously, right diet for everyone, especially mm. living in Australia. We all come from such multicultural backgrounds and a lot of us are mixed up. Danish and English and you know there's no right thing that we should be eating mm. ancestrally we're all eating very different things living in different places mm. but the number one thing I just tell everyone is just to double the amount of fruit and vegetables you eat mm. so we should be having five serves of vegetables a day and three of fruit I think they even might have just put it up recently again and uh 93% of Australians don't even eat the minimum yeah yeah That's, I can imagine that yeah like yeah for breakfast they're just having yeah a coffee and a pastry. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it's got a tiny bit of lettuce in the burger. <laughs> yeah, nice. not loading it. Like your food is just perfect. It's so wholesome and nourishing. Mm. And it's just, yeah, literally plant-based whole food. And you just, you can't not get enough protein and nutrients eating the way that you cook yeah. because it's just such dense nutrients. Yeah, and just whole foods. Yeah. And nothing refined and processed. People freak out about the calcium and the protein is a big thing yeah yeah but you can get your recommended amount of protein from eating mangoes and bananas and Mm. a bit of green lettuce you know i can put your amount of like protein you need for a day in one smoothie yeah and people really worry but if you are eating enough calories Mm. there's no way you're not going to get enough protein yeah Yeah, i believe that too yeah um how what do you think of fruits because they refer to like going really scared of fruit (laughs) carbohydrates well I remember asking my cousin, who's a nutritionist, I remember calling her, I remember I was outside uh, One Hot Yoga about seven years ago, just as I was taking on the plant-based lifestyle, and I remember calling her and saying, if I eat fruit, will I get fat? (laughs) And now I just think, what? Like, there's just no obese person who's blaming all the fruit they (laughs) ate. (laughs) It's just ludicrous. Well, they'd like to. (laughs) Yeah, they'd like to, yeah. And that's the first thing that Mm. personal trainers will tell you. Mm. They'll say, make sure you have low fruit. And, you know, Mm. they'll say, put whey protein in your drinks. It's just no one knows what's going on. So Mm. doubling the amount of fruit and vegetables you eat, eat as much fruit as you like. I was Mm. fruitarian for a few months and I had fruit for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, But that's when I was living in somewhere a bit more tropical. (laughs) It's a bit easier to digest when Mm. it's, you know, ripe off the tree. Mm. And I was getting beautiful like boxes of mangoes that were ready to eat. And I know I was eating like 20 passion fruits for lunch as a snack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think when I was doing macrobiotic, um, I I didn't eat fruit for like two years, not even one piece. I didn't even touch any fruit. But you know, I was using uh, I was eating a lot of grains and yep. legumes and things like that. So it was a bit different. I suppose I was still getting enough carbohydrates. But I found that like I was not happy. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh, well, this is my one secret. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Whatever diet you do, I think you have it actually has to work for your lifestyle. It makes you happy as well. Like not in on the superficial way. Yes. Because you know, if you have like a junk food, and you think, oh my god, this is it tastes really great. But after a while, your body will start telling you that I'm not happy about yep. that. And I think your mind is more powerful than mm. anything. Mm. There's, I've got some funny stories of friends, you know. My friend's grandpa is Croatian and he drinks like a litre of grappa, like his homemade wine every day. And the doctor has said to him, pretty much if you stop drinking that, Mm. you'll die. And then another friend's grandma smokes, like lights the next cigarette off the last. And Mm. growing up, she didn't know it was bad for you. Mm. And Mm. she missed all of that marketing and she's just (laughs) 
part of her air now to smoke yeah. cigarettes. And again, yeah. they said, if you stop smoking, you'll probably die. Yeah. So it might never matter. You know, if you are smoking a cigarette mm. and you're thinking, this is going to kill me. Yeah. This is going to kill me. Yeah, I shouldn't be doing fast. this. Eating yeah. the chip, yeah. eating the burger. I shouldn't mm. be having this. Mm. That's worse for you than mm. even food. Yeah. You have to have a positive mindset about what you're mm. eating. Mm. Now, I think even if you're on this like healthy diet, sometimes you feel this like you might have a craving or in the social gatherings, yeah. you might only have this choice. I think if you eat those things mindfully and yes. consciously, then it's not going to affect you as negative, you know, negatively as you think it will. Yeah. yeah. The most, especially because things like being vegetarian or vegan have such bad names. So now people are just saying, I eat consciously. Mm-hmm. People don't want to label themselves with any of that, mm-hmm. especially if you are somewhere and there is no other option. You don't want yeah. to be asking the waitress, is this, what is in this? How <laughs> is many? this filters? Yes. <laughs> is this Was there like... an ant killed in the process of this? Yeah. I'm a hundred percent believe in the vegan lifestyle, but you can't let yourself go mad over it. Yeah. 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 I think there was this thing about, you know, like being too healthy, you know, just people getting really obsessed yes. about eating, you know, healthy so yeah. much. I think the term is orthorexic yeah. and people start to get confused about what is even healthy because mm. there's all these things yeah paleo don't eat this mm. and sugar-free and mm. exactly they stop eating fruit and yeah people get yeah. confused and i think to me that's more of like mindful like fear business isn't it so if you if you're eating things whatever you eat so if you're eating from a positive like a loving you know loving way so i'm eating this because i love myself yeah. so much that i want to nurture my body yeah or like I, I'm eating this because I hate my body. I'm not changing my body. You know, it's just such a different mindset. Even eating the same thing, I, and it's great. Like the plant-based lifestyle has helped so many people with eating disorders because they mm. start to mm. just feel comfortable with food again. And I think I was so lucky that before starting a business, I discovered mm. this way of eating because. Mm. When I was working, I was getting up at 5 and a shop opened at 6 and I would be going home at 10, 11 p.m. There was a little timeout veg on Chapel Street and he had these curries <laughs> and he kept me going. I would buy a box of broccoli and I would buy the curries and I just knew like I would eat. That might be my one or two meals for the day. It was terrible, mm. just like mm. not looking after my body. But I knew that I needed to eat to fuel my body mm. and I at least was mm. eating good food when I was eating. Mm. So you have to just keep putting in fruits and vegetables to get the brain function that you want. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Well, I think so too because I even when I was going through that really busy times mm. or stressful times, if I wasn't eating the way that I was, I'd probably be like, yeah. you know, shutting the door. Maybe that could be the secret. If all business owners are vegan, <laughs> they might stay open for three years. <laughs> um, how do you feel about like eating organic and things like that? Yeah, well, I think the number one reason that I moved to this house is because there's an organic supermarket <laughs> right here. <laughs> so I definitely, yeah, we tried to and we source everything organic at the shop that we mm. can. It's definitely the most optimal way. Mm. But again, yeah, don't, you can't be crazy about mm. it. So there's like the Dirty Dozen and things like that that mm. I definitely always, you know, my celery, mm. I would always eat organic. Yeah, but, berries and things, yeah. Yeah, and it's really easy. And I think people are a little bit afraid of eating frozen food like frozen berries and things but sometimes they're better quality because they're you know frozen Freezes it straight away yeah. yeah and they're at their optimal you know they're actually ripe some people mm. people are scared of eating for example spotty bananas but that's when you're meant spotty to eat it bananas are like the best thing <laughs> exactly these are all the things you discover when you go vegan yeah. <laughs> and the fruit shop throws them out i just go over and collect a box yeah. <laughs> people are like oh you're making banana bread i'm like no this is my life <laughs> 
What do you do with those for an hour? Just be spending an hour just freezing those. Yes. <laughs> Every Sunday I have my little prep, freeze my little box yeah. of bananas. Yeah. I was very lucky that Penguin Publishing yeah, put in the store one day. Yeah. And started to read the menu and started to read the ethos and started to see what was on the walls and all the articles I'd had. And one of the girls approached me and said, we would love you to yeah. write a book. So I'm slowly working on that. Yeah. I'm definitely not a writer, but I'm working with a lady and yeah, we worked out what order the chapters should be mm. in and we're making it really interactive. I mm. love the Lisa Messenger books. So mm. it's going to be interactive and it's also going to have sort of tasks that you can do at right. home to actually implement these things. Yeah, into that's important. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be the serotonin formula. And then in every chapter, there'll be a little personal bit as well. Mm. So you can understand how it goes into your everyday life. When, when are you planning to yeah. <laughs> Let's say 2020. 2020. <laughs> 30-30 at this yeah. point. Are they pretty flexible with the dates and stuff? Oh, yeah. no, they push you. They push they you. Push you. <laughs> That's good. I need someone to push me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a creative person. I sort of live in the future, mm. so they're trying to reel me in. Yeah. <laughs> but then allow me to be creative the most exciting thing we're working on <laughs> yes. is the serotonin airbnb yeah i'd like to know more about that so this is something for example yeah serotonin came because it was a problem i had and i just wanted to make a solution mm. and again now when i travel i get to airbnbs and they have like milk in the fridge or they'll have champagne or chocolate or whatever something that i don't really eat mm. and maybe in the house as well there's like leather and on the bed there's yeah. something and yeah. I live, my mm. house is vegan, mm. so mm. I really wanted to create these hotel rooms that are vegan. So we're looking at places all over Australia and we're doing some joint ventures. So when you arrive there as well, like I love cycling and I love watching the sunrise and the sunset. Mm. So you'll have a little book when you arrive mm. and it says where to get up and, you know, where to ride your bike to and all the best cafes in that area yeah. and, you know, not bias as well. Some, we're lucky because mm. in Melbourne – we have Zomato and TripAdvisor and things like that. But when you go to smaller towns, mm, no, the locals, especially generally the plant-based owners, are not very good at social media <laughs> or marketing. <laughs> They're very hard to find. <laughs> so we're going to really work with all the local communities. And so when you arrive, you can have a beautiful experience. So I, this is going to be huge, <laughs> right? So you're talking like small towns. So yeah. it's going to be like everywhere. Is that what yeah. your vision is? Yeah. All these towns that sort of have great communities. So, you know, like, Dalesford already mm, has the beautiful hot springs and there's beautiful yeah, little yeah. bike rides around there. Yeah. So Byron Bay, there's Morning already such a community of yeah, healthy yeah. eating, yeah, down near the hot springs. Yeah. So all these places that people already sort of travel mm. to, we're mm. trying to do a serotonin Airbnb in there. So you'll have a masseuse that can come to your house that lives yeah. in the area. And these are all things. When I go away on girls' weekends, we do like little I get all my girlfriends who own businesses mm. and we'll, you know, hire a house for the weekend. And then mm. I spend hours finding a bike path in the area and, yeah, finding yeah. the vegan restaurant mm. and finding a good mm. masseuse to come mm. look after mm. us. So mm. I'm doing all that for everyone. Wow, that's so cool. Yes. Because you can do, like, you can do a trip based on that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Now you can I want to go to this one. So Again, I'm going still, there. yeah. I have a weekend off in a few weekends and... I have a like Airbnb voucher and I was like, all right, where should I find somewhere? And I'm Googling and I'm Googling and I'm not finding what I want. Mm, so mm. I just have to solve that problem for everyone. How how fast is, is this moving? So we have uh, two set up now. Third one is sort of happening now. So Amazing. we want it to happen. You know, we want yeah, them yeah. to be right as well. Yeah, so yeah. it's happening consciously. Mm. So obviously you're so busy. <laughs> um, oh, are you... In my head, I'm going slow. I know. <laughs> Everyone else is there. Are you like one of those people that just want to be, want it to happen this Yeah, I want it to happen yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how are you coping with that? Like, are you really, are you 
Do you get stressed about it? Or? I definitely, over a year ago, I had too much going on mm. and I definitely ended up burnt out. Mm. And I took some time and, yeah, I employed a lot more staff to do all the roles that I was doing. I was just yeah. doing everything, all the marketing, all the concepts, all yeah. the running, all the mm. paying, everything. Mm-hmm. So I've put the right people in now mm. and that's relieved a lot of my time. Mm. And as well, when I'm doing too many things, I lose my creativity. Yeah. So I just need to slow down to allow my Myself to come up with new event ideas mm. and to come up with new meals. Mm. And uh, was it hard for you, like emotionally, just to let go? Because it was like it's your baby for process. so long. Yeah. Right? Oh, I still haven't let go. No. <laughs> <laughs> you still go and eat there. Yes. <laughs> I still call them every day. We have checklists to do every day. We yeah. have staff meetings every week. Yeah. So I'm still involved in everything mm. of the mm. business. And I think I'll always be. People say, yeah. when we do a second one, but I don't know how near it's going to be because yeah. I love how involved I am with mm. this and I don't think it will mm. be as much if I have to stretch myself. Yeah, and it's going to be the same. Yeah. yeah, I love going in and I love, mm. I'm like on the door on weekends so I can, mm. you know, chat to all my regulars and okay. I'll jump on the till when I'm there in the yeah. morning. <laughs> I could talk to Emily all day. Actually, I did not realize that we were talking over an hour and the battery in the speaker had run out. So I had to cut the end off a little bit. Sorry about that. Um, but now you know what I mean about her being such a powerhouse, right? Opening a cafe or restaurant is a dream for many of us. And if that was you, I hope you got some good takeaways from this interview. True wellness is not only what you eat. How we live our lives, including being passionate about our mission and purpose in this life, is an important part of it. I think Emily is living a great example of that. I am so excited for her new book and Airbnb project. Oh, um, she kindly mentioned our alchemy blends that she uses in her smoothies. Um, modern day support is a full of adaptogens, especially formulated to help you adapt to physical and emotional stresses. And another blend that she's mentioned, Passion, is cacao-based blend with aphrodisiac herbs to ignite sexual and creative energy. Passion is on sale right now because of the Valentine's Day week and 30% discount. Um, so all the links to these blends as well as everything else she mentioned, like Cappy, One Giant Mind and Laura's Verdict Meditation Classes will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and I'd love to hear what you thought of the interview. Tag me um, and Emily when you're listening and share it with your friends on social media if you like. I think I'm getting back to showcasing a few of my um, other favorite herbs next week. So I will connect with you again next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.